Let's get sweaty. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Shemu Dojo Show. And we definitely didn't already have a different show plan for Episode 1 until a certain something was sprung on us last night. Isn't that right, Matt? Of course not. Don't know what, you, don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> panically editing that yesterday and then all this happens. Well, well, well. As always, I am James Brown, Skill Jim, and with me this evening is the converted anime mega fan, Matthew Oliver. What's <laughs> a whirlwind? 24 hours in, one. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm virtually speechless. I mean, it was absolutely mental last night. I mean, we were up until two in the morning with all the... All social, hands to the deck. All hands to the deck with everybody. I mean, must must thank the staff, um, Spags, Jibby, Sun, Hiki jumping on everywhere and just giving us a real helping hand to make sure that we broke that news quickly with quality while ourselves were filming reaction trailers and, and everything else and i know there's there's obviously shenry forever has been pumping out a load of you know shots and everything has been doing that for the last sort of 24 hours the amount of work that's gone in from him is just is top notch and switch is diving in getting ready to do his analysis as well so a hell of a lot of content coming from the community and I think it just showed last night quite how we band together when something like this happens um, but I'm not going to lie I'm bloody knackered <laughs> no 100% man I mean top tier quality all around from ourselves from Shimmy Forever um, from Phantom Riverstone you know it's nice to see the community getting back like yeah. galvanized by all this this sort of news going on you see names pop up that we haven't seen for a while and, you know, just a lot of love towards what we actually saw last night, which is what the basis of this show is going to be today. So as mentioned, a bit of a joke, we did have another episode planned for the season opener, which was already edited and ready to release. But obviously things take priority once stuff like this occurs. So we're going to hold, put that back at the wayside for a little while. So you probably won't even notice that what, what that episode was, it'll just get released further down the line. But one thing that will happen, because we recorded a new section at the start of that show that is only going to be relevant, you know, this current period of time. So we're going to tack that new section that we recorded for what was going to be this episode onto the end of today's show. So if you want to catch up on the latest Shamu news as well, besides the anime information that we're going to give you in a second, listen all the way to the end and we'll have the aforementioned news section tacked on the bottom end of the show so right matt let's just jump straight into it so what did we get yesterday can you give us some general information rundown and yeah just get everyone up to speed if possible yeah so general information first um around half past 10 last night um, slightly earlier than i think we all anticipated actually um we were given a trailer but there's more there's more around that in a minute don't worry and a release date for shenmue the anime the release date is 5th of February this year. So it's a matter of weeks. It's less. It's, it's two weeks away, if that. Two weeks Saturday. It's crazy. Crazy. It's going to air at 12.30 in the morning over in America. Um, I'm trying to work out whether it's 5.30 in the morning, Saturday, our time, or Sunday. So just keep an eye out on that on Crunchyroll over here when it could well air. 
And even though I just said two weeks Saturday, depending on when the show comes out, we're going to be even closer. So just literally look at your calendar on your, your phone or whatever yeah. and just check check what day the 5th of February is and you'll know. But it yeah. is on a Saturday. So so uh, before I sort of hit the trailer or trailers, uh, we got a nasty, well, I say nasty surprise. We got a surprise when we were doing our reaction videos, but we'll leave that there for the minute. Um, it will air on Toonami over in the United States, I believe Canada. Um, it will also be on Crunchyroll, which is a sort of a Netflix for anime job. Um, sign up, pay monthly, and it will be on there. Um, you can sign up to that from sort of most countries across the world. I am of the understanding that in the UK, sometimes Adult Swim programming ends up on E4 or All4. So it could just be worth keeping an eye on that. Is that a free TV show? It is. Or is indeed. that like a Sky? You have to so be a subscriber to Standard free view in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, you can grab that for free. That's so interesting then. That's just cool. keep keep an eye on it because, I mean, if you don't want to fork out for subscriptions, etc., could it be might, a possibility. Could be a possibility yeah. for you. Um, just sort of some general information around it. I mean, the director is Takira Sakurai from One Man Punch. We already talked about him. Um, one of the big things, which we'll go into a bit later, is there's a whole brand new cast for the English dub. And um, we got two trailers last night. One was an English dub and one was a Japanese dub. And they're very different in nature, but we'll, we'll go into those. Um, and Yu Suzuki is obviously the executive producer of this. And he seems really excited about it from from what he was talking about in his New Year's resolution stuff. So, man, oh, man, the only way I can say is what a whirlwind, because both trailers are excellent, and I am psyched for this anime. Yeah. Well, after watching both of them, you can, it's clear to see why you, Suzuki's excited. <laughs> yeah. Because, honestly, man, like if um, you go onto the Shemu Dojo YouTube channel and just check out our reactions, I know we did a bit of a, bit of a joke with some clickbait thumbnails. Yeah. But... <laughs> We, we actually reacted live for the first time watching those trailers, and I, I think it's fair to say our jaws were, like, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, they hit the floor, hit the floor hard. Um, we're in for a treat here. Definitely, definitely. So let's jump straight in then, Matt. So we're going to first play the trailer in full ourselves, just on mute, just so we can just talk about, describe what's actually happening. Obviously, this is like an audio-based sort of a show. So we're going to give you an audio rundown of what's actually happening, and then we're going to go and break down each of the new scenes that we see throughout these trailers. So we're going to start with trailer one first, Matt. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit of a countdown. So this is the English one, yeah? Just make sure we're on the same page. Make sure we're on the same one, actually. So, yeah, official trailer two I've got. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. That's what I've got in front of me. Okay, dokie. So three, two, one, go. Okay, so we have the karate tournament with Rio's sort of mates cheering. He's walking home with them. Yeah, so you see the school friends in the school costumes. And he's running home. He said in the, in the audio, he says he's going home to train. He ends up at the dojo and Landy's there. So there's a, a clear shift of time there. He's, he's leaving school at daytime and it goes dark, but it could be because of the snow turning to rain and then we're getting the, the Landy in a while fight introduction scene that everyone knows about. And then Rio's diving in here and gets absolutely mutilated. You bastard. <laughs> yeah, I love that though. Yeah, it's a good um, line. And then he's in the basement there and yeah, finds his father's day. photo with his house of Ming and then we're getting a bit of a, a few clips from the Mad Angels here and Charlie. And there's a, there's a guy on a bike there that we're not 100% who that is. Tearing the gang, 70-man battle kind of-esque thing. Nozomi going through the tunnel. Then he's finding the katana sword there. The he's going to the heartbeats bar. So it's skipping around like back and forth between what we know Shenmue's storyline is. He's seen yeah. Goro there. So Goro's in the trailer. Uh, he's finding the mirror. Oh, it's actually Landy holding the mirror, which is interesting. And then he's finding the mirror. 
And you've got more fighting. There's a lot of fighting in this. He's about to yeah. fight Chai in the dojo here. So there's obviously Yeah, very action-heavy trailer. Yeah, very much so. Which is um, very cool. He drops a letter there. I, I don't know. We'll talk about I, that in a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then you've got... Uh, it obviously brings up the key art from, from the October trailer. And then there's some yep. more fighting, the 70-man battle um, with Rio and Grisang. Mm. That's definitely Sentiment Battle-esque as well. You, yeah, you can see the, the pan of the shot and everything. And it brings up all the tsunami stuff there. Very cool. So it is quite a short trailer when you're you you know you're watching it live like that. It's around a minute and a half. Yeah, and I think the short. other trailer's about a minute and a half as well. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot a lot of stuff jam-packed within that that we're going to go through now. It's massive. I'm, to get all that in a minute and a half is crazy. And I think that to summarise this trailer, it's the English dub. And it's a lot more, I think, we'll talk about the intricacies around it, but it's a lot more story-driven. It feels a lot more edgy. It's very Western in its sound and its presentation, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they've tailor-made this particular trailer for a certain audience. Yeah, I think the, the audience they've made this for is the audience who may not have come across Shenmue before, but they're packing in all this action, so it hooks you. It hooks you, and I think they've done a good job here. Yeah, me too. So you've got the story intricacies like, you know, the Landy a WoW fight at the start of the game, you know, and then different fights throughout the, you know, it's, it's like I say, it's very action-based, that kind of style that they've gone for there with the English dub. And even though we had that on mute, you know, you can still remember some of the, the lines that these English characters are, and, you know, I, I think they've done a good job with the English cast that they've got. We're yeah. going to go into the cast details later, just yeah. so we can uh, bring up to speed with who's actually playing which character. But for the most part, from uh brief Google searches and IMDb pages, a lot of the cast, notable cast members for, for the English side of things are they've been involved with like tons and tons of anime productions throughout yeah. their careers. You know, I, I was going through the voice of actor of Rio and I just gave up scrolling down the page basically because he's done so much work. <laughs> and to be honest, I did think at the time when he got he, he charges at Landy and says, You bastard, I, I felt like I, I'd heard that voice somewhere and I'm pretty mm. sure. From his uh, <laughs> his uh, his list of credits, there I'm pretty sure I probably would have heard something with his voice in it. Yeah, I reckon so. It's huge. Actually, a lot of these these um, actors and actresses, which we'll go into later, they've got massive anime credits. It looks like they've they've recruited hard for for anime specific people, which makes which is sense. nice to see. They they put in a lot of trust in yeah. their creation, aren't they? Which is good to see, and it, it's shining basically because it looks amazing. So let's start then, mate. So. We start with what we kind of saw in the first trailer a while back of the martial arts tournament. We did. And Rio knocks one down, and actually they say something about one point to Rio Hazuki, don't they? So yeah. he's won the fight there. I don't know, is that the winning fight? Do we think that wins him the trophy or whatever? I, I, it may well be or like towards the end of that fight. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite obvious, isn't it? He's in the karate tournament and then you've got his yeah. friends that are cheering him on. And cheering it, him on, yeah. It just sets that scene, I think, for, for Rio. And then it sort of skips into them leaving. And they, his friends are going, oh, you know, he's going to celebrate. You know, exactly. And Rio's all known, oh, I need to go home and train. It's, yeah, it's quite cool seeing these new characters because these aren't characters that are in the game. You've got some sort of a guy with a tie, like um, yeah, maybe like a, a teacher. For some reason, he's in the shot, and then you've got four of Rio's friends here that we we never. They might have names in the show, but we never actually told who these people are in the game. No, true, true. But they've kind of got that Sukahai uniform on, like if you think of what what's his name, and Enoki and the other guy yeah. walk around with like these black sort of school uniforms on and so Rhea runs home and like i say it's 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 daytime 
when Rio starts running. And he is holding his bag, actually. I just noticed in that scene. So he's obviously got his gym wear or whatever in his bag. And as he's making his way home, we're seeing the snow falling down around him. So this is when, you know, the snow turns to rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets home and there's the, the broken Hazuki residence sign that we know from the game. So this is kind of where the, the, the trailer jumps into the introduction from Shenmue. Yeah, and this is where it feels, I think, quite familiar in, in that respect. Uh, one thing I did notice, actually, uh, Fuku-san wasn't actually anywhere near this, um, which I thought was a little bit funny. So whether he's interesting. been cut or isn't going to make an appearance, or what, we'll, we'll find out. But the scene's very similar, I mean, very, very similarly done um, in terms of landing. A while have their standoff, while gets taken out. Probably the biggest change to it is Rio when he runs in and he goes, you bastard, to land in. Yeah. And then gets absolutely murked on the floor. Um, I think actually he doesn't have a scar either, by the way. No, no he doesn't. doesn't. And it's intimated that Landy possibly gives him the scar. We can't confirm it, but it's it's intimated that way, which is quite cool. And obviously Rio goes down. And I think again, I think if for continuity's purpose, I think it's the same move that he uses in the game. To take him out, um, which which if that's the case, I have to look at it again. It is really cool. It's a nice little nod to the game. Yeah, and then you hear Landy talking, and he's saying, "What do you really know about your father's past?" And I've got a query as to where he's saying that. Now, is he saying that to Rio in in the dojo, or Possibly, yeah, uh, in that introduction scene? Yeah, so it's that that's quite interesting, and I've already noticed, and this is. A, theme through here landy gets a lot more development and he's had more development in two trailers than he has in three games in terms of his character they're, they're almost centering the story more towards him i think yeah they're probably making him more of a, a villain yeah kind of thing. you know in in, in, the, in the games he's more like he is the villain but he's introduced in ways that are like unexpected do you know what i mean whereas in the in the, the show we might be seeing a lot more of him so it's not going to be those sort of rooftop on a yeah, helicopter yeah. impactful i didn't see that coming you know landy's there moments and um, but you can't really judge that from a one and a half minute trailer as such but th- no. he, he has got a lot of presence within both of these trailers yeah majorly i think that's that's a very big shift actually from the games but i'm interested to see where they take it sort of moving on um we've got then got the next scene where rio's in his father's room and he picks up the mm-hmm. photo of a oh, wow he's actually in the basement because there's a set of ladders just to the right there is and what one of the nice little touches here it's got sega film and sega color on on the um on the photo so there's a nice yeah. little easter egg to sega there which is pretty cool and i know we were talking about that briefly last night on, on our reaction it's a nice little nod and then sort of moves into a voiceover, which I presume is Ine-san. And I'd like your view on this, James. She's talking about Rio putting himself in harm's way. I mean, do you I'd think that's her? I'd say so. It's got, it's got that kind of Ine-san sort of voice, mm. like elderly, caring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, sort of, it certainly fits her character if, that, if, if it is indeed her. And I think we're probably having a safe guess that it is. Again, sort of moving on, um, we've got the Charlie scene with the football. Um, looks to have been moved to the docks, but actually the characters, all of them look really accurate to the games. And I know that there was a post off the Superpass site actually today, which had a shot yeah. of that particular scene and then the, the Superpass profiles of each of the characters there. So go and check that out and check out check out Superpass if you haven't, because actually one, one big takeaway from the, both trailers is 
the accuracy to the games in terms of the characters, it, it, you know, it's one to one. It's it's spot on. It's really really good. Yeah, and you can get some additional backstory then on these characters. So in this particular shot with Charlie with the football, which is strange in itself because obviously that normally takes place in Sakuraoka if that's going to be the same scene, which it looks like, because I don't think he always carries a football around with him, but he's actually in the harbour, if you look at like yeah. the warehouse and the boxes and crates and stuff. So the three guys in front of him are Shingo Murasaki, which is the guy with like the um, the hairband kind of thing going on. And then you've got the guy on the far right is Tadashi Hammer, kind of very similar looking, actually. You can tell it's him from the, the Super Pass shots. And then... One that isn't so familiar because he's in like a pink shirt, looks a little bit different, but uh, identified him as Minoru Okayasu, apparently. So, yeah, they're like three mad angels anyway. Yeah. So, interesting. Like, nice attention to detail anyway to try and replicate certain characters, characters that are more fallen by the wayside, aren't they? Not really yeah. major characters, but it's nice that they've invested into the, the details like that. And that's the thing. I think this is the biggest thing that we, we we said online as well is is the care that's gone into, and we're not even halfway through the trailer yet, but the care that's gone into the characters and to setting the scene and setting that Shenmue feel to to the characters and the accuracy. I think it's it's testament actually to to the work they've done. But we, we'll yeah. talk about that a bit later because I, di- I sort of digress. Mm-hmm. We've then got a new scene here. It's where what I presume is a mad angel on his motorbike turns up at the dojo asking for for Rio and. I wondered, is, is this a change in the story delivery for the 70-man battle, maybe? In the... Yeah, so instead of Chai ringing the yeah. house, yeah, yeah this guy so... shows up and says, come with me kind of thing. Yeah, or you get to get here by whatever time uh, Rio gets the motorbike and, mm. and away you go. And then it sort of flicks into the scene with the basement opening with, with the sword and the, the handguard. You've got like a 70-man battle opening there. And then this is interesting over the sort of the voiceover here, just over the heartbeats bit where Tony and Smith get absolutely murked by Rio. It looks really cool actually because <laughs> these are two like they they're jacked, absolutely jacked in this trailer, and Rio just takes them out like like they're nothing. This is interesting. Like what I think is Landy's voice is saying at this point: if you choose to pursue this, I'll ensure you say suffer the same fate as your father. So that surely is Landy to Rio. Now, is that Rio like trying to go saying to Landy, is he leaving the dojo? I'm, I'm hypothesizing here. Is that Rio going, I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you. And Landy's going, you can try, mate, if you want, basically. Yeah. Or could this be later in the story, maybe? Yeah, possibly. It's Again, it's a nice, I like that touch. And it gives yeah. more to Landy's character. Uh, I, he could be my favourite character and he's the villain at this rate. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's got a, a very strong presence in the anime majorly goro pops up um at the docks that if you remember that scene where they're trying to mug that guy for his money and then you hear master chen talking about landy needing both the mirrors you then cut into a clip where landy leaves with with one mirror the dragon mirror and that mirror looks like it's taken out of shenmue 3 in terms of the quality it looks like they just lifted the model out of the game and dumped it in the anime yeah um, and especially really the one that rio finds in the basement here oh, as well, yeah. the phoenix mirror that looks yeah, yeah, yeah. Equally as 3D rendered graphics. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's really good. Then you've got Chai saying, get him, boys, um, <laughs> which I think is quite, quite cool. So that probably well, Charlie, said, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I'm going mad. I'm skipping in my notes here. <laughs> but we are now on to Chai. Um, we've got the dojo fight scene again. And actually, I think Chai sounds really good here. I think yeah. he sounds really, really good. He sounds menacing. 
in this. It sounds like how you'd expect him to sound it without Paul Lucas or, you know. Yeah, and uh, he sounds really cool. Um, and yeah. that fight looks really well put together. Again, all the fighting in this is really impactful. I wonder, because in these chai scenes, Rio's scars bleeding, whether he comes in after Landy leaves or something. Like, it could be part of that scene, because why would... Unless he reopens his scar, I don't know. It's why would he? Why would he get the scar from Landy and then later in the story be bleeding I'm without the plaster? And... Stealing this theory from Sun and Heek a little bit that maybe in in situations where Rio's under stress about his father, like a situation like that, that his yeah. his scar opens up and or something, or he's just quite instantly punched in the face and it opens up. But again, mm. it's I like that touch. It gives Rio a bit of character, I think. You then go on to like a harbour fight scene. And one thing at the start of this is there's a letter dropped on the floor in the harbour fight with the Mad Angels. Now, I'm wondering what that letter is. Is that the letter to Master Chen, to go and see Master Chen? Or is that a different letter? I assume it's the one that you get when Awals died. But again, it's something that we can sort of hypothesise over and, and talk about. But I wonder what your thoughts were. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's very plain, isn't it? It's... Mm. It's just like a folded piece of paper with some kanji symbols on there. And I was trying to see if I could work out what they are, but a bit difficult upside down. Yeah, and, uh, and it's quite it's only on screen for, what, a second, two seconds? Yeah, and I can't really. I'm not that good at reading Japanese yet. So, I mean, keep an eye out on Phantom Riverstone's blog. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm fairly certain you'll be able to read that and um, give us a bit of a better hint of what's going on with this letter. Yeah, I, I reckon so. And then the last little bit is a Guizang with a play on original, the original. Um, he's saying, I knew getting involved with you was trouble. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Whereas in the game, he says, he's trouble with your middle name. And Rio turns yeah. around and goes, save your complaints for later. It's, and I, I like that little play on it. And that, that closes the trailer, a uh, minute and a half. There, there's a lot in that minute and a half. I mean, we, we've brushed through this quite quickly. Um, Bang but, the trailer. But it's a great trailer, um, really action-packed, very edgy, very story-driven. And I think, as I said before, this is aimed at people who maybe have not come across Shenmue before, don't know too much about it, but this is to, to hook them in. And for me personally, I mean, my wife is a big anime fan, and she said that's the, for her, not really knowing the story that well, that's the trailer she preferred out of the two. Right, that's interesting to hear, because I know I've seen on Twitter and everywhere else like a lot of Shenmue-specific fans are prefer the japanese trailer don't they because i, I guess because it's got those shemu elements in there yeah that we're going to see in a second when when we uh, break down that trailer but yeah i mean I, I can understand your wife's point of view there how she's i don't know how familiar she is with the games whether you've told her about the games or she's seen you play the games or whatever but if she's going in kind of blind i, I can see why that trailer is probably the fav- favorable one towards uh, you know people that aren't aware of shemu that much yeah and I think if you're going in with a limited knowledge, I think I can see why that trailer trailer would appeal to you because I think it's just giving you that it's just that shot in the arm. But what's this? And then you you're sort of hooked, aren't you? Whereas the next trailer, which we're going to talk about now, is the Japanese dub. Um, yeah, there's a lot more fan service in this. There is story, absolutely. There's some story. My my wife is, sort of said to me she thought it was more typical anime in the way it was presented in terms of some of the music. Okay. One of the big th- big things here as well is that it's the original voiceovers from the game. So the original Rio, the original Land B, I believe the original Shenhara is in this game as well. So mm-hmm. the original voiceovers are back. But I know in Japan, uh, Matsukuze has obviously done a lot of anime work. And I think people attach the voices to characters a bit more over there. I mean, I don't want to 
stereo, you know, stereotype it, but that's what I've heard through sort of speaking to people who know a bit more about anime. Yeah, I mean, you've got that, and you've also got that ongoing kind of joke that the English dub, you know, was debatably bad kind of thing and yeah. very forced kind of, mm, uh, yeah. you know, what's yeah, the word yeah. to describe what I mean? Everyone knows what I'm on about anyway because, you know, throughout the years people have always joked about the English double Shamu, but that's where this, the charm was, uh, especially touted, you know, towards the games anyway. That's where the, the charm of those games lie, mm. um, you know, back in the day when we were younger and stuff. But I've noticed a lot of anime enthusiasts definitely do prefer Japanese dubs yeah, and you yeah. can instantly tell the difference, the emotion. There's a lot more impactful sort of emotion from Matsukaze and, and yeah. that Landian mm. fight. You can you can feel the emotion straight away in the Japanese trailer as soon as you start playing it. Yeah, um, definitely. So, yeah. And, but it's good. Good that we've got the choice, basically, because yeah, there's going to be people yeah, yeah. that prefer it in English, there's going to be people that prefer it in Japanese and there's going to be some people like us that are going to watch it twice yeah and both dubs basically yeah and appreciate both as well not really have like a preference because i've never really had a preference with the games either you know i typically play the games in english but the japanese i can i can tell is better voice acting Mm. but i don't really have a preference i think that sort of moves us in quite nicely to the to the next trailer so yeah if you're ready if you want to count as yeah i'll go again so three so this is the second trailer so this was released it might have been released at the same time but we just saw the english one first yeah and then this kind of surprised us (laughs) yeah hence hence a quick second video (laughs) yeah so like i say this is the japanese dub trailer and it's got different footage and we're going to go through that right now so three two one so it starts off, like I say, in the dojo again. Yeah. You see a wow get beaten up with some blood, which I like. Yeah, which is good. Shows the not holding back with blood and stuff. It's got a, quite a dark tone, actually. Mm, it has. And then we get a, an, a gorgeous shot of what we think is Sakuraoka, and you can see yeah. the harbour in the distance there. And we're getting Chai again, uh, Terry again, just a few different shots. That one of Landy was an interesting one because it looks like he's looking out the window. Yeah. Master Chen and Guizang, and then there's another shot of Landy looking out of a different sort of window we're not sure on. I reckon it's Yellowhead, but we'll talk Yellowhead. about that. And then you've got some fighting we've seen before, Dobuita Street again, Landy in the car, yeah. then the dojo, the 70-man battle. Some battle, yeah. Uh, That's Chiyu. an interesting one, the plate. We're going to get to that in a bit. Mark, Mark and Forklifts. <laughs> that you, uh, you love so much. Uh, and then we get a nice flashback of Rio and his father like the memories of distant days thing more forklift telephone the arcade <laughs> the arcade, the arcade some cool shots in the zoomy and double then you might hand teaching him the double blow shot of Guilin is ridiculous it's so yeah, good that is insane that is like hang that up on your wall and then you've got look. Hong Kong Landy on the boat to Hong Kong Chai fighting yeah. the dojo again and then you've got the coming February 5th flames this this one ends with flames yeah it ends in a blaze of glory (laughs) yeah so that trailer is insane they're both insane but you for for a shemu fan that is definitely the better of the two trailers but they're like both 10 out of 10s so it's you know very fine margins (laughs) yeah very fine as shemu fans i think we would lean and we just said this we we lean towards this trailer more i think it's got a bit more fan service in it things like the arcade and we're going to talk about it. Talk about yeah. it now. Actually, so let's let's break it down now. Yeah. Yeah, let's break this down into sort of 
what we did with the first trailer. So the opening again, as we said, is the dojo. And we've already sort of talked about this. Japanese voiceover seems a lot more impactful, but I think that, that's, in, yeah. that's in keeping with the games anyway. So there's no issue there. The music's different here. Now, I raised the question, are there two different soundtracks for two different dubs or are they just different music to set a different scene? It's just a question. Yeah, it's interesting. I, th- I think I, I can't imagine like you play the Japanese dub and it's got different music. You would think not. You'd think not. I think it's probably just going to be an overall soundtrack, but I don't know. Could, I, stranger things have happened, I suppose. And, exactly. Um, like I said, and I don't know if it was a different podcast or somewhere else, but if that leads to another 13-disc vinyl set <laughs> of all the music <laughs> that they've used in the anime, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, sign us up. And um, then you've got Landy getting taken down by a while. Uh, no, Landy, the other way around. Wow, getting taken down by Landy. I'm getting excited. That's why. And you see some blood like spurt out of a whale's mouth as he, he gets beaten down and killed. And the move in the hand position that Landy holds in the background is the exact same as in the game. So again, it's a nice touch to the game there. It's a nod to the game that they've gone. How does he do it? Bang, right. He's got that double hand palm, almost like a like a dragon ball. He's pushing out at like a final stance. And it's exactly the same in the game. So that's really well put together. And then he's got that stationary stance, like yeah. this for figures figure where he's got his hands behind his back and yeah. just looks very threatening and team. Now this is the next bit. The music's an amalgamation of sort of the old you can hear the old Shenmue theme in the background, but there's new music around it, which is quite cool. And they did say yeah. in an interview that they were going to use old and new and mix them together. So that's obviously what's happened here. And it you sounds then, great, that does. It does. It sounds really, really cool. You then have Landy staring down Rio while he's on the floor. And this is the point I was raising earlier from the first trailer. Is that Landy mm. at that point warning Rio, do not come after me because I will kill you? Potentially. Is this the where he's in the doorway and it zooms on his face? Yeah, and, he, and he, you just see Rio lying on the floor. So I, I suspect, I, I'm, I'm guessing that that could be the scene where Landy turns around to him and says, if you choose to pursue this, I will ensure you the same you suffer the same fate as your father. It just, it make it could be there. It makes sense, to, but we'll we'll leave that as it is. Yep. Yep. You, you then come into this absolutely insane shot of Yamanose Sakurujoka all across you know, the whole horizon, the houses. You can see the, the the harbor at the back and the boat. It's absolutely beautiful. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know, in the first trailer, there was that detail. I think Switch found or. He did a blog post about where the the tunnel that Rio and Nozomi go through, they've actually designed that artwork identical to the real life location. Mm. So like the brickwork, where the sign is on there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this is like an actual photograph someone's taken from like mm. higher up in the residential yeah, area. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've been I've been to Dobita Street and Switch actually took a tour. He said this is where he thinks like they had inspiration from for Sakura Oka and stuff like that. And we went up this huge, steep sort of staircase bank thing. It was kind of like climbing a mountain, really. And uh, yeah, you, you do feel like this kind of a shot when you're actually there. I would highly recommend anyone to actually go to Dabrita Street and have a little walk around the, the residential area as well to get that kind of feel like this. But this is definitely an yeah. insane piece of artwork. And yeah it, it, yeah, it just looks like residential Yukosuka to me, and you can kind of see the sea in the distance, perhaps the big Genpu Maru ship there, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's a ship, but it's got that kind of outline. But it yeah, looks, insane. 
Beautiful. Um, then you've got you sort of skip to rear walking in what looks debris, looks like debris street. So you're going to yeah, get some yeah. of those slice of life bits that we were all quite keen to see. And I know when we when we streamed the the, the New York Comic Con panel, they were talking about having some of those elements in it. So it looks like you know they're, they're living up for their promise there. Yeah. You see the Chai Dojo fight again. He's saying, "Where's where's the mirror?" You then get Terry warning Rio that he's trying to get mixed up in dangerous stuff. And it's sort of an emphasis on how reckless Rio's being, which, again, it fits his character from the game. He is being reckless. He's going after a guy who's killed his father, who's a martial arts master in a couple of hits. And he's going after him with no sort of regard for him or anybody else. So I think that's quite a nice scene there. Mm. And that leads into like Landy sort of turning around. This yeah. is what I was on about. It's got sort of a reflection. So it looks like he's he's looking out of a window. He's a real reflection of his hair and his um his his, his Chinese silk robe there on the reflected on the window. We're not actually hundred percent where this is, but No, no, we're not. Um it's high up. Mm. It doesn't I don't know, it doesn't really look Kowloony to me because wouldn't there be like skyscrapers and what I'm seeing here is like the sea and could actually be just Yokosuka, maybe. It could be, or, or Hong Kong. I, I think if Kong. I had to put put my money on it, I'd say it's probably Japan. Um, but again, it's a guess at this point. But it looks quite, it looks nice. Um, you then have the warehouse number eight scene with uh, Master Chen, Rio, and Guizhen with talking about the mirrors. Then you cut to a scene where you have Landy. This is like a silhouette. And this is really like this is badass. This scene, Landy overlooking like a set of open double doors. Do we think? Yeah, but do we think this could be the same window from the previous shot? I mean, it could be, but this one looks like the Yellowhead building, or could be. It's. I mean, we get again. I'm guessing, but it could be with that orange skyline. If you think back to the second game. That orange skyline's there as you come up the steps, isn't it? As you fight yeah. your way up, so it would, that's very true. Purple orange. It could suggest that that was the same building. Now, then, there's a story issue. Well, I say story issue. There's a story change here that Landy is in the building, whereas we know he comes over on the helicopter. You have the massive stair down and all the rest of it. So, is Rio going to encounter him there rather than? In, in Niaoi, for example, in Shenmue 3, have they brought that forward or have they added in a different fight? Who, who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure because I, I've also seen someone mention that this kind of looks like the old castle sort of interior mm, of Landy's yeah, room, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the, the fancy seat and, and whatnot there. I don't think it is. I don't think no. they'd have a shot of that far in the series right now. But it's it was an interesting um, observation. Yeah. So then you sort of cut into sort of fighting in the harbour and you then you kick into what my wife called typical anime music. Very sort of fast-paced music, very quick, very um, upbeat but aggressive is probably the word. Yeah, and this, is, this, is this the theme song? I think it's the no, theme song. that Undead No ID. Yeah, because it, it's... No, it, my wife said it sounds really anime basically. She said, like, that's what she considers typical for, like, an anime trailer, which right. I found quite, quite interesting. You then cut back to sort of more Dubuita Street uh, walking. Um, and I think you get a little bit more of it and what's going on there. Rio walks past the lady. Um, it then cuts to a couple of scenes where you've got, I think Landy's in the car. It's about two, one, two seconds. And then leaving the dojo and someone's saying one mirror one remains, remains, which yeah. is interesting because then that, if that's the case, does it rule out further mirrors in further games or further down line the story? It's, it's a point. It's probably if I was to guess if the if there is more mirrors, it it wouldn't really matter because no. he's just telling that Landy wasn't aware that there's another mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is in line with the game. 
You then go into what looks like the sense from the 70 man battle. And then this is the cool bit, actually. The next scene after this is there's the plate with the first real look at Chi Yu. So, yeah, this was a bit strange when we yeah. first saw this. We didn't know what was going on, but we've since found out. And via a Google search of Chi Yu, <laughs> Google Images brings up a very similar looking creature. Mm. So, yeah, this is a, a, a diagram or a, an image sort of design of Chi Yu on a yeah. plate. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, whether it's just symbolism or whether there's something else to it, we don't know. But then we start getting to the real sort of fan servicey stuff here. So you have Mark turns up and you have your forklifts and you have yeah. a forklift driving off. So we're getting forklifts, everybody. So anybody who's worried so about that. So he's going to be getting a job, I guess, yeah. in, in the in the anime series as well, yeah. maybe the forklift races. <laughs> <laughs> so rest assured, we have some forklifts. You then cut to a scene uh, with the Rio and the Landy dojo fight and Rio gets taken down again. It then very quickly cuts to Guizang and Rio post their sort of harbour scuffle just before the 70-man battle. Again, they're just both on the floor. I think Guizang's bleeding actually a little bit as well, if I remember correctly from the trailer. So that's quite a nice touch. They've obviously like torn each other apart. Then yeah. you go into a shot of young Rio with his father patting him on the head. It's very much like the training scene under the tra- uh, under the cherry tree from the original game. Like a flashback with the yeah. sepia tone. Yeah, yeah and it's it, it one of my favourite scenes. In, I mean, it's in Shenmue 1, obviously. It's in Shenmue 3 when you get to the second Shenmue tree or cherry tree, whatever it is. You then, spring, yeah. you then cut to Rio getting up and bleeding. There's then a forklift. It looks like it's out of control in some sort of warehouse. So I don't know what's happening there. You then cut to the tobacco shop phone. So this looks like, again, the slice of life stuff and the investigation around... This would be around warehouse number eight and yeah, finding Master Chen. for the first time, yep. Which is cool. Heartbeats. You then cut, you cut to heartbeats and the sign looks exactly like it does in the game. Yeah, and the area, spot on. And the area mm-hmm. looks really sort of menacing with all the graffiti everywhere, much like the game. You then cut to the arcade. And I love this because you've got Hang On Cab, you've got a Space Harrier Cab, you've got the Fantasy Zone poster, you've got the two guys that you're talking to um, who are sat down. Fantasy Zone, yeah. Yeah, playing their game. And there's a quick, like, what, second, two second cut to Virtua Fighter Cabs. Is that on the Astro City cabinets as well? I think it is, yeah. And we we did make the uh, notice that if you're on that scene with this uh, Space Harrier Hang On, the top right, you can can see them poking through. So it's like the arcade's got another. Big. Another room or another side, yeah. It's much, much bigger, which I think is um, interesting. It's again, it's a nice. Yeah, it is Astro nod. City. Yeah, it's, it's a nice nod to Sega and Virtual Fight. I know it makes no sense in terms of the timeline because it's 1986, 1987, but um, who cares, quite frankly? Oh, yeah. It's it's like I say, it's a bit meta, isn't it, really? That you've got yeah. someone guy playing as Akira and uh, Rio Hazuki started off as Akira. I, lo- I love <laughs> that. As a Shenmue fan, that's the sort of thing we sort of tip our act to. I think that's yeah. really cool. Uh, you then got a cutscene with Rio on the motorbike with Nozomi, probably after he's rescued her. This yep. is another really good scene. Again, it, this shows how close the games are. It's certainly Shenmue 1 anyway, how close the games it is. You're learning double blow in the park with Yagamashi-san, and it's exactly and it the same, perfect. isn't it? It's Even Yagamashi-san looks spot on. Yeah, yeah, it's game perfect for me. It looks yeah. really good, and the, the impact from the double blow, the sort of the 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 the, the, the um, dirt coming off the ground, the impact of that is exactly the same as in the game. So they've again, I'm really impressed with how tight they've kept that. It's really cool. And then the last like little bits, and this is probably my favourite shot of the lot. 
is you've got the shock wheeling, you've got the eagle flying, and then you've got Shenhua on her cliff. You've got the sun, you've got the tree, and she's the just cliffs there. In the, in the distance as yeah, well. Yeah, and it looks absolutely stunning. I mean, you ca- I can't I can't do it justice. Watch it and just stare at that still for about 10 minutes. <laughs> do you think this is prologue scene, Shenfar on the cliff, or do you think this is like outside the cave cliff? Oh, good call. I would say prologue for yeah. me, but I'm that's just me nailing my colours to the mast. Because then... isn't she sitting in a tree <laughs> outside the cave? And there's that, that tree yeah, there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She sits in the tree to sing, doesn't she? Yeah. And then you've got the last sort of closing bit, you've got Landy on the boat, which looks like he's coming from Japan, and they've got Hong Kong fading into view. Yeah, so that's that's cool because you never actually see land, where Landy goes. You know, oh. in the Shemu one, he just no, no, no. goes off on his speedboat sort of thing. And thought again, we're seeing more of Landy. We're seeing him approaching Hong Kong by the looks of it. Yeah, and it's again, it's such a well done trailer. I mean. You'd be hard pressed to separate them in terms of quality. I think it just comes down to preference. It really does. And as a Shenmue fan, I prefer the second trailer. But both are excellent. There's no way to put it. Just excellent. We're going to be showing the footage on the YouTube variant of the podcast, guys. So all for context there. If you haven't seen the trailers, go watch them. So we're going to have a quick music break now before we get into a little bit more discussion around what we've seen. So I'm going to play the song from Shemu 3 called Revenge. Uh, Enjoy.
Welcome back. That was Revenge from Shenmue 3. So, Matt, now, going off of the trailers that we've just seen, what else do you think we might see in the actual episodes once the, the series approaches in a couple of weeks' time? I don't know. It, there's so Are much. Are you happy with some of the liberties that they seem to have taken with some of the story changes? I think changes? that's probably the best way to start, actually. I mean, in terms yeah. of the, the liberties they've taken, yes, on the whole, I think I am. I like at the end of the day it's a different take on the story i'm all, mostly all for it i'm i, I said this before I, I for me rio fighting landy on the rooftop seems a bit soon but i can see why from a audience point of view they might do something like that it's just a minor thing but generally the liberties they've taken i'm, I'm more than happy with most of it's sensible moving charlie to the harbour um, and some other bits and pieces in there. So I think overall, yeah, I'm happy. But what about yeah. yourself? No, I agree. I think as long as it makes sense, I'm happy with anything they want to take in this medium. So obviously we've, we've always got the games. They're never going to change the games. It's not like suddenly you boot up Shemu 1 and the story's completely changed. So the actual games are set in stone in history. That is what the games are. Yeah. So it's, it's okay for them, in my opinion, if they want to change little things around in the mm-hmm. anime structure because this is going to be introduced to a completely different audience yeah. it's going to bring back uh, diehard Shemu fans who obviously we already know the story so this is going to add a little bit more excitement that there is going to be new things I mean going into the show now I'm not 100% on where they're going to take things and we should do because that is the Shemu story but because we've seen little bits and bobs of like before the Landy fight, killing a wow at the start of the game, we've seen clips of, you know, before that, school friends and stuff. We've seen other little bits of small changes to the story. I'm excited to see what the actual finished product is going to give us. And we're going to get weekly episodes, as far as I'm aware. That's how they, they typically roll out these animes on Crunchyroll and whatnot. So it's going to be nice to actually follow the series and see where they take it, where we end up. Because we don't actually know the structure of the whole series yet. We've no, heard no, we that don't. it's going to be all the Shemu 1 and most of Shemu 2. And when we were watching the Crunchyroll Expo press conference, you know, the guys were actually saying that they, they didn't have intentions to go so far, but because they were getting really into what they were making, they wanted to show Kowloon, they wanted to show Hong Kong. So they ended up designing these locations and getting into those areas because they were just enjoying working on the series which is a positive in my opinion. So we're going to see quite deep into Shenmue 2 by the sounds of it, if they're going to hit Kowloon. And obviously we've talked yeah. about the, the rooftop scene there. So I think generally I'm really excited just because I still don't really know where the show is going to take us. From what they've shown in the trailers, it looks stunning. I'm happy with the presentation. Mm, um, definitely. The, the, the artwork looks fantastic. The animation looks fantastic doesn't look choppy or anything. It doesn't look like they've just whacked Shemu and designed a poor product. You know what I mean? They've, they've, they've invested and dedicated a good team behind this, I think, because it shows in the quality of what I'm seeing from this trailer, like the finished product that I'm expecting based off these trailers is nothing short of amazing, really. No, I'd, I'd agree. And you can see categorically they've spent a lot of money on this and making it as good as it can be. Um, and that can only help the, the success of it as well, because yeah. it is turning heads where Shenmue 3's development was kind of harped by the media picking on certain aspects of the development that, you know, like the, we, we mentioned 
well, we haven't mentioned because that was the episode that hasn't gone out, but um, the media's like picked apart all the negative elements from what we were seeing from Shenmue 3 through its development cycle. Whereas with the anime, we're seeing quality and that's showing because no one's mentioned any negatives that I'm aware of. No, I haven't seen any. I think I've seen the odd comment on Twitter. Someone go, oh, I was not going to complete the story. Well, one season of an anime is not going to complete the Shenmue yeah. story. Come on. There's but... a long, long way to go, like the game series. Yeah, I think, I think also in some respect, they had to have that high bar for it because I do think Shenmue's a target for if anything isn't quite right, it does get battered. So to, they've set the bar really, really high with this. And I think they, they, it's certainly from the trailers, they've absolutely cleared it. I cannot see this not being successful based I, on what we've seen. I'm touching wood. I think this, this has every chance of being successful. And it also comes down to, I think, not just the fan base, but how many new people get on board because of this and how many new people come on and look at the websites, come on and buy the games, come on and buy the merchandise. It all feeds into the franchise of Shenmue as a whole. Because remember, this is, again, it's another Shenmue product. It's a media for Shenmue. So... We've gone, and whatever people think of Shenmue 3, we've gone from having no game at all to a Shenmue 3 to now having an anime, which looks top-notch. We're going to have merch coming out of our ears, I'm pretty sure of it. And people are talking about it, and they're talking about Shenmue the anime in a really, really positive light. And that can only serve the franchise well. And if this is successful and bridges that gap into the games, Shenmue 4 is almost a guaranteed deal in my book. Yeah. Well, both sides can help each other. So the games are going to help the anime grow. The anime is going to help the games grow. That's, exactly. It, 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 that can't be. That cannot happen. You know, one's no. definitely going to help the other because it's introducing fans to the games, and then the games are introducing fans to the anime. You know, like me and me and you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. we're watching an anime. I'm not really an anime watcher as such, but I love Shamu the games. I'm watching this anime. Yeah, and it sort of feeds in, actually, because we're going to talk about reactions on our forums, on some YouTube and some of the media, with some of the media outlets that are out there. So if if I may, I'll start start on on the forums. Um, I've just taken a sort of clip of of, of three to five people here. So I've got Nine Dragons on the forum. He says it's really good news. The anime is releasing much faster than he anticipated I uh, thought it'd be released in mid twenty twenty two. This trailer looks good too. Just jumped on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, you've gone from like could be later in the year to like two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so glad it's now though. I know it's going to be chaos for us, but I'm so glad it's now because I'm not have to beam into a stream on my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works out around your schedule. <laughs> yeah, on, on, on my on a roller coaster. Um, Kid Marine. Uh, well, this looks absolutely fantastic. I think that just summarises everybody's thoughts really. And then you've got Daniel Mann, 861, is saying, so new voice actor for Rio, which we're going to talk about in a bit, and yet the awkwardness is still retained in some of those line readings. Um, Not that he's complaining, because that is Rio. Yeah, I can see see where he's going with that. Um, Still, I think I'll go the Japanese dub all the way. Um, It's the original Rio for the Japanese. And yes, it is. That's been confirmed. Uh, He's just too used to Japanese Rio at this point. Fine, that's just a preference. No, no issue either way. And he says, looks great though, much sooner than I expected. Literally two weeks or so away. Let's do this, boys and girls. And then two more that I've got here: Phoenix Mirror. Um, he said the second trailer managed to be better than the first one, which is already amazing hype. And then Shenmue Tree, wow, amazing, especially Japanese trailer. Not gonna lie, I kind of expected this in like September. I'm glad it's not. I'm amazed <laughs> and pleased it's so soon. Yeah, and and. 
that's reverberated all around the internet, I would say. I mean, if you're interested in going into more discussion on the anime and the, the trailers and the episodes moving forward, head on over to the Shenmue Dojo forums and just talk with like-minded fans like this. Yeah. That's just read out comments from because they're taken directly from the forums and yeah. it's it's just it's good to see Shenmue in such a positive light. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's fed straight into YouTube as well. I mean, up, these will be up on the video for um, for everybody who's watching on YouTube, of course. But again, I've got comments saying the voice actors sound 10 out of 10. Looking forward to this. I cannot wait. Shenmue has a fantastic, fantastic story. Hope we get a conclusion one day through anime or the game. Uh, voice actors look great. One person actually made, made a um, little joke here saying the only thing missing was the iconic line. Do you remember the day the snow turned to rain? Which I thought was quite funny. It could be in the show. <laughs> it could be in the show. It could be in the show. But I won't, I won't read through all the YouTube comments. I'll put them up on the um, video for everybody so you can obviously see that. And then we jump sort of into the media section of things. I mean, this there was a press release, which um, James will go through in a minute, which Phantom Riverstone have um, translated and sorted out for us. So make sure you check that out. But there's across all the media, IGN, Gamatsu, GameSpot, universally positive, universally positive. I'll put the, the headlines up for everybody. And then you've got Anime News Network with their article um, just saying it reveals its cast, trailer, and the premiere. Again, they're, they're really complimentary of it. And then you've got CBR article um, saying it reveals its trailer, Crunchyroll, etc. And it's the adaptation of the Dreamcast classic, and they talk a little bit about the games as well. So there's a common theme with these articles. They, they, they're praising the anime, but they're also harking back to the games and where it origin, originated from. And that's really clever in terms of that press release, which you're going to talk about in a minute, because that's what they wanted. They wanted to bridge that gap from anime to games and vice versa. And they're already planting those seeds within the press releases. Yeah, of course. So this is over on phantomrealism.com, which is translate this Japanese press release. So we've got bullet points here, trailer released featuring latest footage. Key art is also released, which you can check out. Matt will probably put that on the video footage as well. Yeah. You'll yeah, be able yeah. to see fantastic artwork, download it, set as your wallpapers and, I don't know, get it printed, put it on your wall, <laughs> which depicts several characters. So the main character roles, this is for the Japanese side of things, are going to be voiced by Masaya Matsukaze, was obviously the original voice actor of Ryo Hazuki and Takahiro Sakurai, who was the original voice of Landine. We're going to talk a little bit more about them in a moment. And also the opening theme, which I'm not sure if that was the theme of that second Japanese trailer, or it's just going to be the theme and they just announced it, but it's called Undead Noid, and it's by Kashitaro Ito, who apparently is a famous music guy that... <laughs> Uh, I've got more information on in a moment. So it says the legendary action adventure game Shemu was released in 1999 on Sega's Dreamcast home video game console and has influenced many other games. Animated version of the game Shenmue the Animation is scheduled to be released in 2022. The animation will be produced by Telecom Animation Film, the company behind Looping the Third Part 5, Misadventures in France and Blue Thermal. And it's directed by Chikara Sakurai, who is notably famous for One Punch Man Season 2. So the nitty gritty details of this. So like I just said, the opening theme has been announced. It is called Undead Nude by Kashitaro Ito, who is a popular artist with over 80 million views on his videos. His powerful voice and the passionate lyrics that mirror the feelings of the main character will enhance the anime's atmosphere. So we've got some more details here on the two voice actors, the, um, the, the Japanese voice actor for Ryo Hazuki, 
and the Japanese voice actor for Landy. And I think these are taken from the actual website, which I'll link in the show notes as well. This is a brand new Japanese website that's been opened up at least since the the very first trailer, which is great. It looks like they're going to keep updating it with news and, and stuff. But we've got some comments from those aforementioned voice actors. So... Mats, uh, Masaya Matsukazi says, It is with gratitude to everyone that I have been able to experience the miracle of the release of the sequel 20 years later, and the miracle continues now with its first animation. Shemu is a very big work in my life. I hope that everyone will be able to experience the world of Shemu, both those who have loved it for a long time and made miracles happen, as well as those who don't even know its name. I'm looking forward to seeing it too. Let's enjoy it together. And then Takahiro Sakurai says, I'm Takahiro Sakurai. I will be playing the role of Landy. On a personal note, when I first started working as a voice actor, my first encounter with this work was when I participated as a test voice for its development. It was a valuable and stimulating experience for me. And now Shamu will be relaunched as an animation. This was such exciting news. Even after more than 20 years, the world of Shamu has not faded away. I hope to enjoy it with you all. And it's really cool that both of these guys... They've been with the series since day one, Shemu 1, Shemu 2, 15, 18 years later, Shemu 3, and now they're voicing the same characters in the animation. And then we've also got the profile of the opening theme artist, Kashitaro Ito. So just some little information on this guy. So major label debut in 2014. He's got three albums released, all of which have re- reached the top 10 of the Oricon rankings in succession. In 2018, he held a free live performance on the street, attracting more than 20,000 people. And in 2019, he held his largest national tour. He is popular not only in Japan, but also overseas, especially in Asia. His first novel, Home Classroom, sold over 70,000 copies in 2018. And his first essay was released in 2020. A singer-songwriter of note who has diverse talents, including singing anime songs, performing as a radio and internet program personality, and voice acting. And then we get a little bit about what Shamu. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you know, um, basically, <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just describes, you know, the original vision of the game, like magic weather and all that sort of stuff. It's a little chunk there. You can read over on phantomritherstone.com. And talking about the cast, Matt, do you want to run through the cast uh, list that we know of? I Both do. English and Japanese. I do. I'll start with, with the English, if I may. Um, obviously, we've got a whole new English cast. And what I do want to say is um, I do feel a little bit for Corey. Obviously, I, he hasn't spoken much about, about the anime or anything. that He, he did retweet the, the, the um, trailers that went out. But obviously, Corey has been a vital part of this community for the best part of 22 years. So um, I still think he's going to be the vo- the voice of the games. Yeah, so I, I when do. we do get a Shemu four, I don't, I, I can't see it not being Corey. Yeah, I, I agree. And what I'd like to see is that if we get a Shemu four, um, it's got some of the anime writers behind it, and he's allowed to, to sample some of that, and so some of that English voice direction is improved because he get. I think the English dub gets a lot of stick, but actually, I think it's also the way they wanted it in that respect. So. I do, I, do, I do feel in 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 some you know some instances for Corey he's been a big part of this community, but I just refer to the tweet from Jason Demarker who's one of the top guys at Adult Swim. Um, he's he's head up the the Shenmue project and he's saying literally it's it's nothing against the previous voice cast or anything. He says a lot of respect for them, but they just wanted a clean slate because this is a new take on on the story, which I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. That that's absolutely fine. So. 
English voice cast. Um, we have Austin Tyndall. Um, he's done Dragon Ball Super, believe it or not, and a bunch of other anime. He is Ryo Hazuki. Yeah, this um, is the guy I googled, went on IMDb, and I scrolled for about five minutes. <laughs> he's just got a lot of credits <laughs> on IMDb. So if you you're curious, anyway, just 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 Google all these voice actors and just check out their IMDb's because there might be something in there you're familiar with. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Landy is played is played by a guy called Scott Gibbs. A uh, quick look on his IMDb. So he's done an anime called Devil's Line and lots of other ones. Again, just just search our IMDb. Shenhua is voiced by Natalie Ryle, who embarrassingly I thought sounded like Brianna. They sound so similar. They sound so <laughs> yeah, similar in my opinion. Like that first trailer. I know when we did the reaction, we it sounded a bit different, and then mm. we sat on it, listened back quite a bit. You said that you're pretty sure that's Brianna. And then I could hear it from that point onwards. It did sound like Brianna. So it's strange that you've got someone trying to sound like Brianna, but I'm not sure I'm not familiar with her other work. So it might not be her trying to sound like Brianna as such. It's just that is her voice and that fit the casting. So I suspect, if anything, it's completely and utterly my fault. <laughs> but we'll... I did see a lot of people think or assume it was Brianna anyway. Yeah, and... I put it this way i i i can say i was not convinced in that um, especially with um the ties to anime as well she does a lot of anime herself, yeah she, she's, anime, she's so. a big name in anime actually um so i'm a li- i am obviously surprised she's not doing it but i can understand it again clean yeah. slate and all that um she's done uh log horizon and chivalry of the failed knight and lots of other anime um mm-hmm. again she's very much seasoned in this nozomi harazaki is voiced by cat thomas in english uh, we haven't got all the Japanese voice actors here, only for the main characters at this point. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Guizhang Chen is voiced by Jeremy Gi or G. Uh, Chai is voiced by Greg Ayres. Wong is voiced by Bryson Borges. Joy is voiced by a Lucy Christi- uh, Christiansen, or Christian rather. Zhuing Hong is voiced by Christine Olton. Ren is voiced by Cody House. Dolneo is voiced by Joe Daniels. And as I say, there's there's big changes here in the cast, but it's it's completely completely understandable. And um, yeah, and all of these they've kind of tweeted. Well, most of them I've seen have tweeted out already that they're part of the project. So um, we've been retweeting wherever we've spotted these voice actors mentioned Shemu. So go give them a follow, guys. Just um, if you're interested in following yeah. Shemu anime and their work in in general, it, yeah, there's a lot of new names here to the the Shemu fans fan base that I you know I've never heard of any of these guys but that's just because we don't really follow anime and these are like big names in the anime scene so give them a follow and show them a bit of Shemu fan service love hey <laughs> 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 <Hey>, up <laughs> no. um, you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean. now this is interesting actually um I was obviously I was sort of looking at them on Twitter and dropping them all to follow off the dojo account today and we got some follow backs which is cool as well and one thing I noticed, a lot of them are from Houston, Texas. Okay. And funny enough, when I was speaking to Bill Black when he did, about the Shenmue 3 recording, he was saying in the United States, there's two places that, that recording tends to happen for voiceover, LA and Dallas or, uh, or just in general Texas. So them all being from Houston in Texas makes absolute sense. They're all centralized together. So I imagine it was recorded there. So it all sort of fits in from what bill was saying in terms of where voice acting is sort of done in america i was quite quite intrigued by that just just a random works out didn't make sense random side point so for the japanese cast you got masuya matsukaze as as rio everybody knows who who he is been Rio for years great great job well known in anime in japan 
Takahiro Sakurai is obviously Landy. And finally, um, we have the Japanese Shenhua, who is Haruka Teruri. She she also was Shenhua in Shenmue 3. So again, it's sort of fitting that common theme of the original Japanese voice cast coming back. So I'll be also intrigued to see who comes back in for the other characters. Are they going to get the original guys back for those? Or are they going to change up some of the sort of side characters like Joy, uh, Ren? Obviously, Ren's voice actor sort of disappears. So they will change that. Um, but obviously there was a Brennan Shemu three that yeah you know, so maybe that guy will come back yeah so I think it, it's interesting how they're going to do that but again I think the big thing I can see here is certainly with the English cast they've gone for experienced very experienced anime voiceover actors and actresses again for me it's, it's it says that they haven't skimped they've gone all in on this they've gone right in to make this the best quality anime that they can with whatever budget they've had so i'm i'm really pleased that they've gone that way obviously as i said i i do i do feel for Corey, and there are fans out there who would have liked Corey to do it um but with with the creative license they've got here i i think they they're within their rights to go for a clean slate and go for a different take on on these characters and who knows in terms of how they they get portrayed and come over in the anime but i'm I'm really excited, really, really excited to see how they, they, these new guys come across and how they also embrace the Shenmue feel and community and everything. I'd be really keen to see if that that comes to fruition as well. Um, but really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So if you want to get into some things now, Matt, that people can take away from this, if they're, they're coming into maybe we're picking up some listeners who are only predominantly anime fans if they're interested in the series, where can they go to get the Shenmue games themselves? Right, so we'll go for modern platforms first and foremost. So Shenmue 1 and 2 are, are available on Steam PC. Um, they're on in and out sales quite often these days as well, so you can always pick them up for sort of 6 to £7. Also available on PlayStation 4, uh, all compatible with PlayStation 5, and you can also get it on Xbox, the Xbox Series consoles as well, going down to the Xbox One from the last gen. If you're an old school gamer and fancies using a Dreamcast, etc., then obviously you can go on eBay or you can get your GDMUs and emulators and all the sorts and, and play the originals that way. Shenmue 3 is available on PlayStation 4 with compatibility to PlayStation 5 and is also on Epic Store, um, released on Epic Store in 2019, and is also on Steam and both stores and the PlayStation carry DLC for that as well. Again, it's in and out of sales quite often. So if you get a good one, I think I saw on Steam before Christmas, they were selling all three games plus the DLC. I think it worked out like 20 quid. Bargain, absolute bargain. Yeah, crazy. And there's always like tweets that we retweet using the Shemi Dojo Twitter if we see any notable sales on. I think there was one, a tweet from Cheap Ass Gamer earlier that was yeah. like Shemi 1 and 2's 5.99 or something. So, you know, you can hop straight into the series and uh, see what all the fuss is about, basically. Yeah, and see what you think of the games and, and hopefully we get some new new fans of not just the anime but the games and vice versa i think that's again we sort of said this is it's bridging the gap isn't it between between the two platforms and hopefully widens the fan base so you, you all of a sudden you've got almost may hopefully mainstream product that'd be amazing yeah 100 percent. so i think the big thing is as well obviously shenmue it's been around a long time if you go onto the internet and go onto Google, um, you can Google Shenmue. There's many, many media articles around there detailing the history of the series. 
just go on shenmue.com. Yeah, shenmue.com. <laughs> we, we literally, you know, the archive of shenmue on the internet. We've yeah. got media clips, everything you, you're going to need on there. Just click the games button and you can see the history yeah. of the, the series there. And anyway. if you're interested in sort of the real nitty-gritty of the history, go and watch the GDC conference that Yu Suzuki did in 2014. That gives you a real... It's a bit spoilery, just to warn everybody, but... Um, yeah. It gives you a, gives you a real insight into how the games have developed and the history of them, where they were going to go as well. I think to sort of close us down a little bit, there's two points I want to make: is uh, they need to take advantage of this hype and get the games on Game uh, Game of Pass and PlayStation Plus now. Do it, do it now. The success Virtual Fight has, uh, has had on there, I, it's a, it's a no brainer in my book. But I'll park that for another day yeah, and i don't know if this is a thing but i i came up with the idea that maybe with a subscription to crunchyroll you know maybe when the the animation's finished they can give you a free code or something to the game really cool. yeah, yeah you know that's just a, a little idea I came actually up with. looking on the website they've got some grayed out areas on here at the moment where they talk about like special on air and characters mm-hmm. and stuff so i wonder yeah that could be linked to it but that'd be a really good idea because then you're gonna you know how many people might just pick up those games? Are they subscriptions? Definitely. Yeah, it's a big... And if they've enjoyed the series enough that they're willing to do that, then they're going to get... You know, I, I think it's really cool coming from an anime person's perspective. They're going to be seeing this new world, this Shenmue. We're going to be following the story, the action and stuff like that. And then if they want to, they can be transported actually into that, that world where you can roam around freely. You know, you can see stuff that you may have noticed in the anime up close, go into the shops themselves speak to the characters themselves, the NPCs and stuff like that. I think that's, for, you know, obviously we're massive Shenmue fans. That's stuff that we did 20 years ago. But coming in from the anime perspective, people that have never heard of the game and then they get into the series from the, the anime, imagine then being transported mm. into the, that, that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that's... Especially Shenmue's world, because it's, it's so highly detailed, you know, it's 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 a living, breathing world basically, yeah. yeah. And seeing seeing something in a, a form like an anime, and then taking it to the to the, the the games is going to be pretty cool, I think, for for people coming on it from the anime side. Yeah, I I'd agree with that. And sort of the the next sort of point around the anime is Yu Suzuki came out and said this in at the New York Comic Con, and uh, it's been said a few times in interviews, etc. Is that these aren't intended to replace the games. And I know there's anxiety within some of the community and listeners around who have obviously been listeners for a while that this could be the way to finish the story. The way I see it is it's an insurance policy to finish the story. I, I want games. James, you said quite openly as well that you want games. Um, but yeah. but the intention is that this allows us to have more games. But if it doesn't and can't, but they have they, they can finish it through the anime, prejudging what I have seen, I am happy with it. As I said before, and I will keep saying, we want games. Hashtag let's get Shenmue 4 on the 4th of every month and take advantage of this really high wave of positivity around this franchise. The community is up for this. We are up for this. It is united around this anime. Let's take advantage of it. Let's push this home and let's make this a success. And this is definitely a way to get a Shenmue 4. Absolutely. If this is successful, how can they not continue the series I think we we mentioned it before. Even if the anime is successful, they're not going to kill the game series off because the games weren't as successful. I think they're going to have a happy medium there. We're going to bring in new fans from the anime who can experience the games. There's going to be an excitement for a fourth game at that point because these these fans that have, have been introduced. Hopefully, we just get more fans. Is, mm. is basically what I'm trying to say. 
like I said earlier, each thing can help each other grow. So the games can help the anime grow and the anime can help the games grow. And I think that would be the beautiful end result of what this is trying to accomplish. And I hope that that actually does happen in yeah. that manner. <laughs> so do I, because that's that's the end game, isn't it? At the end of the day, more Shenmue yeah. content across, hopefully, multiple platforms and give us as much merchandise as you can and milk is dry. My wallet will not like it, but tough. <laughs> but we are, we ready, are ready for that. <laughs> action figures and yeah, everything. all of it. I, I, all I of it. Like anime action figures. Because you, you typically do see like anime characters as little figures in those boxes and stuff like that. I, I could see that happening. Yeah, very much I can so. See it happening. And hopefully, with the people that are involved, have got similar sort of interests as well, like Jason DeMarco and stuff like that, who might be able to um, work something out with Limited Run Games or something like that. Funko Pops, Funko <laughs> Pops, and a Blu-ray, of course, yeah. it's got to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I think that kind of wraps up the show quite nicely, actually, mate. I think mm. we've um, we've talked a lot there about the anime, about the trailers we've seen, and we're just super excited for two weeks Saturday, so it depends on when this actually airs, the show, it's going to be even closer. So get prepared, guys. Make sure we're going to be putting out, I think you've been working on a video of how to actually watch the show. Yeah. Um, in case you're coming from the, the games background, you're not very familiar with anime, how you go about watching certain anime shows, Crunchyroll, etc. So look out for that as a bit of a t- tutorial. Sounds strange, like how how do you go watch go about watching a show? But I have seen many people saying like, what well, you know, they don't really understand subscribing to a Crunchyroll service, what that actually entails. So Matt's done a, a bit of a video there you can find and um, use that as a bit of a way of um, figuring the sort st- sort of stuff out. So you go in knowing what to do when this is actually released again it's been released on february the 5th at 12 30 in the morning yep and that is eastern standard time i think we worked out so american sort of time there because i think they do have a block on that day of shows on toonami or whatever from like 6 p.m till 3 a.m so you're going to get your dedicated fans that just watch toonami shows whatever they are who probably start at 6 p.m and just stay up till 3 a.m just watching anime because that's what they enjoy which is kind of like i hope hopefully those sort of people get into shemu like that so that means that that is 5 30 a.m for uk you worked out yeah. right yeah so are they only five hours behind yeah if it's eastern they are if it's pacific it's i think it's a bit further back right. but yeah okay but just check your times depending we'll we'll push some more details out on the dojo if um, you want to make sure you're prepared for this and me and Matt are going to attempt to stream <laughs> each episode as it occurs, perhaps first for the first time, especially the first episode, yeah. I think we're definitely going to do that. We're doing it blind, first. aren't we? Yeah, do that blind, yeah. So watch out for that as well, guys. And that pretty much wraps it up for this show. Like I say, we've recorded a new section on the episode that was going to be this episode which we're going to slap on the end here. So if you made it all the way to the end, stick around. We're going to play a piece of music now from Shemu 3, paying a call to a stonemason. So listen to that, and then you'll get the um, the new section to round off the show. So it's going to turn this into a bit of a bumper episode. We were trying to keep this nice, short, concise, and just get the details out there. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. This is, like I say, episode one of a brand new season. We haven't actually been anywhere, but it's nice to start the year off and, you know, this is the year of Shenmue, in my opinion. It's the year of the tiger. Yu Suzuki's going to announce something that you're going to find out in the new section in a minute, if you're not familiar, this year. And, yeah, I just think this is the start of a great year. So thanks, everyone, for listening, guys, and take care. Till take next time. Take care, everyone. Bring it on. <laughs> Good stuff.
But first, I wanted to go through some of the recent Shamu News headlines we've got here. So we've got three all linked together from phantomriverstone.com. who's actually translated some bits and bobs for us. So as just mentioned, actually, we, we were talking about Yu Suzuki recently hinting at what's going to come. So we've got on Famitsu.com an article. I think they interviewed more than just Yu Suzuki, right? Yeah, they did. They interviewed quite a host of people. Yeah, they kind of interviewed like all these different gaming persona guys and uh, Yu Suzuki is one of them. So basically, just to cut it short, they asked Yu Suzuki what his keyword for 2022 was and Yu Suzuki replied mix. So interesting sort of word to pick there. So we'll see what he means by that in a moment. So what is your New Year's resolution? And Yu Suzuki replied to work with people from different industries, such as movies and musicians. I want to bring a different style to game making and I hope to have something to announce in 2022. So that's kind of where the mix comes into play because he's he's looking to do different things with different people, different industries. Mm. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what he means. And I take that line, I hope to have something to announce in 2022 as a new thing because obviously we've already had the announcement of the anime. So he must mean something new, whether it's a game or whatever he's on, you know, on about with movies and musicians. I don't know what you think, man. Well, it's, yeah, you're right. It's got to be something new. I mean, I think... As Shenmue fans, I think people jump to go Shenmue 4, Shenmue 4. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, what honestly. I mean, bearing in mind Yu Suzuki is a, is a game creator, and I'm pretty sure he's probably got other ideas that he wants to float around. I mean, you can just go on our forums and look at one of the topics on there where you see sort of some of his old sort of mobile game ideas, etc., that yeah. sort of fallen by the wayside. So I, I would be surprised if it wasn't a game of some description in terms of what he hopes to announce. I could be wrong. I could be very, very wrong. It could even be Shenmue 4, right? Well, yeah, it could be. That 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 is the hope. That is the dream that behind closed doors, they've been working away quietly and uh, got a publisher and everything, and they're going to hit the button. Um, if they do, fantastic. But if not, and it's a different WiseNet project, I'll be very interested to see what what that is and sort of how that comes to fruition. Like you say with the anime as well, that is a perfect opportunity to announce a fourth game. Yeah. You know, when maybe on the final episode, I've seen people saying like in the credits of the final episode, it's like <laughs> Shemu 4 has been announced, which I think would blow the roof off. I think if we we were watching that live, it only just released, and then that, that there's your announcement at the end of the episode. Oh my word. <laughs> Although I think by by that point, if Shenmue Four has been announced, depending on what time it aired, I think we'd probably know about it. But That's we, true. That if we found true. if we found out live on air, that'd be that'd be a good watch. That would be insane. <laughs> and that's what we're planning to do if the anime gets released. Me and Matt are planning to stream the episodes as soon as they're released, depending on what time that may be. And uh, yeah, hopefully have a bit of some good reactions to each episode, and then we'll have a little chat about them after. Yeah. So. Famitsu then asked Yu Suzuki for a status update, and he says, unusually for me, I've been playing games. I can't really have discussions with people around me unless I know at least the trends. I've been delighted to see so many interesting new games. And that leads to when you interviewed Ryan Payton, and back in those early Shenmue 3 development days, it was Ryan that was actually showing Yu Suzuki more current games. Uh, I forget some of the titles that he showed him, but it looks like now, going off of that, Yu Suzuki's going out of his way to actually play some of these new games himself so he gets a better idea of where we are currently in modern gaming. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing either, I think, just to sample what, what is out there and what you can do. I mean, I know he's he's well known for not playing games and that's that's fine, but it can't hurt just to get a feel for what's going on. Bearing in mind, 
one of the criticisms leveled at Shenmue 3 is it's dated. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't care, but I think it, it can only be a good thing going in and sort of exploring what's out there a bit more. Um, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely. And the final question they asked was, what will you be keeping an eye on in 2022? And Yusuzuki replied, of course, Shenmue the animation, scheduled for release in 2022. It will allow the world of Shenmue to be enjoyed much more conveniently than the games. Everyone will be able to enjoy it, so please look forward to it. So yeah, seems like Yu Suzuki is excited himself about the anime upcoming as well this year. He didn't actually specify when it's coming, but 2022, obviously me and Matt are on the lookout for any yeah. rumours or anything that's just going to give us a little bit of hint about when that might be releasing. So keep an eye out on the dojo media, social medias, just in case as, as soon as it happens, we'll, we'll let everyone know about it. Yeah. And the other survey that Yu Suzuki did, end of, end of year survey rather, was at 4gamer.net. And they asked him, of all the games released in 2021, which title impressed or shocked you the most? And Yusuzuki replied, Little Nightmares 2. I was impressed by its atmosphere and could really feel the creator's passion. The animation in particular is excellent. So then that kind of jumps off what he said in the Famitsu thing, where he said he was recently playing games again. So obviously this is one of the games he has played, Little Nightmares 2. And for him, that's one of the titles that impressed him the most, which is a, an interesting choice. And then 4Gamer asked him of the entertainment content that was released or announced during 2021, which one left the deepest impression? And Yu Suzuki replied, Finch, which apparently I haven't actually heard about this, but it is a, a science fiction drama film okay. starring Tom Hanks. And that's released on Apple TV+. Plus. So we made the joke that that's where some of his Kickstarter money's gone <laughs> into an Apple TV subscription plan. Yeah, why not? Why not? And then question three, which figure personally caught or is catching your attention in 2021 it's a bit of a strange question but maybe that is more of a, a japanese suited question which figure and yusuzuki replied japanese female professional billiards player samia kanishi i like her decisive aggressive play again he seems to be very you know he's, he's on all types of spectrum in terms of like his entertainment his gaming his media mm. you know he, he's obviously he's got his tastes by the looks of uh, some of his choices here he's into snooker or billiards or whatever and films and games himself i suppose i suppose obviously he is he's human like the rest of us but it's just you don't really think of these sort of things when you think of yu suzuki i guess no billiards is an interesting choice i mean i don't know how popular it is over in japan but over sort of in the uk it's it's you know it's a bit of a party it's a pub pastime almost isn't it if you yeah. find a, and you don't even find a billiards table you'd, you'd more likely find a pool table if you're lucky a snooker table that's true, and you don't really see too many female players as well that you know that nice. I'm aware of. So yeah, good going. And the final question they asked Yusuzuki was, "What are your aspirations for 2022, and what is your message to Four Gamer readers?" And Yusuzuki replied to the readers of Four Gamer, "Next year's zodiac sign is the tiger, which is also Rio's trademark in Shemu and can be seen on the back of his jacket. So please look forward to Shemu the anime." which is scheduled to be released in 2022, as we are working to make the world of Shenmue easy to grasp and enjoyable to all. So that's quite notable that in both interviews, he's sort of ended the questioning, trying to prompt people into catching the anime. So obviously he's excited about it. And that is quite a a cool little point there that he he makes that it is the Year of the Tiger, which kind of harks back to, because obviously when Shenmue starts in 1986, real-time game time, that is the year of the tiger. So it, it in a way, it's caught, sort of come come around full circle. Be poetic. <laughs> poetic, yeah, a little bit poetic. I mean, I don't know how many years that is. That twenty four years later. God, uh, twenty six years. 
26 years later. 26 years later. I was just thinking like the Hang on. The no, Zodiac 12, 12 animals. So. Edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> it'll be 1998 was the second time because you 96 to uh, 86 to 98 is 12 years. And then 2010. Yeah. And then 2022. Yeah. So, so what's that for? So that's, is that 48 years? Yeah, it must be. No, it can't because I'm only 34. <laughs> And I was born the year after. Fuck. So it's 35 years. This is getting edited out. Wait a minute, how does that work out with 12-year cycles? <laughs> this is a bit embarrassing. It's 30... It's 36 30 years, 30 is it? Years. There you go, people. Yeah, of course it is. Right. 36 clearly, years. Clearly, James, James and I both failed GCSE <laughs> maths. Um, that was hilarious. I well, can't believe I couldn't just work that out because you think, like, it's because we've only just turned into this year, so I, I've still not got used to this 2022 yeah. bollocks. Yeah, there you go. Right. That's my excuse. I'm getting sacked in the morning <laughs> for having awful maths. Yeah. Anyway, the final bit of phantomriverstone.com. Well, this is like another article Switch has put out. This was the season's greetings, uh, sort of like an animated Shamu 3 yeah. image that I believe it was Romaine Mahout that actually tweeted this out, which is strange in itself that, you know, WiseNet or the Shemu 3 account or even a Kickstarter update wouldn't pump this particular image out because it's quite nice. It sends a nice Christmas message and it's animated as well with like yeah, it's cool. both characters there, Rio and Shenfoi blinking and a bit of steam coming out of the mouth. I'll, I'll, I'll show it on the, the video footage on YouTube if you've not seen this. Yeah, it's good. Um, I, I wonder what, who they've sent that out to in general. Have they sent it out to all journalists or particular people? Um, but it's cool. It's, it's a nice piece, piece of artwork and again just shows that something's going on at WiseNet. don't know what but mm. still yeah little cartoon drawing animations <laughs> but i guess they must have give uh, remain the go ahead to uh, post that yeah, as well so you thought so right so next up news point matt titch life do you want to take this one yeah so for those of you who tuned into the dojo stream probably a few weeks ago by the time we've got this out um you would have seen titch life streaming on the behalf of the dojo so for you those of you who haven't come across it before she was doing um let's plays of shenmue one and two on youtube sort of editing them down into sort of quick snappy videos essentially and talking about the games and and what was going on etc and and james and i were really impressed with the work she was putting in and the content that was coming out so we we got hold of her Oh, it must have been the last quarter of last year, uh, just as Zach was winding down his streams and said, look, do you want to come on board and do some streams with us? And she gladly accepted. We're pleased she accepted. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because um, she did a stellar job on the first stream, and she's going to be streaming every sort of two weeks, generally speaking. We'll put the schedule out um, when we've sort of properly nailed it all down. Yeah. Um, but she will be streaming on behalf of the dojo probably twice a month. It'll work out on top of the streams that James and I will do on the 4th of the month and if there's any sort of special events. So you're going to see a lot more activity over on our, our Twitch channel, hopefully, which will be sort of getting that moving a bit more because we've been sat there for a couple of months while we've been sorting things out, hasn't it? Yeah, basically, man. I mean, we do do every 4th of the month and, like you say, special streams, one-off streams or whatever. For We did one for Christmas, of course. But, yeah, I mean, Titch is brilliant, so I'm glad that we managed to um, get someone like her, her, her caliber on board and you know she's tied into fortnightly streams which is brilliant really because yeah that means you're getting at least three streams a month so um depending on how it works out potentially one a week 
almost. Yeah, if you get, get a good month, it could could be nearer that. I mean, hopefully listeners are excited by that as well, because like, like I say, Titch, she's going to be streaming, or she's already started streaming Shenmue 3 playthrough, so she did one and two on her channel. Yeah. Which is where we scouted her. We were like the, the scout from Shenmue 2. And uh, she's continuing that series on with Shenmue 3, you know, on the on the Dojo channel. So keep an eye out on that. Pop in if you see her go live and say hello, basically. Beautiful. Next up, we've got a couple of little updates from Limited Run Games, right? I mean, there was one a couple of weeks ago about the CD soundtrack set. Yeah. Shenmue 3 soundtrack set. And then there was something that you saw the other day. Was that... Yeah, they were doing something with the some of the smaller LP sets. Um, yep. They were asking people to update their shipping addresses. So basically, limited run games, what they do is obviously if you order a bunch of stuff together, they ship it all in one lump. But if you've ordered either just a CD set or just one of the smaller LP sets, they are starting to ship, which is really, really good. But as I say, if you've ordered like the collector's edition, Shenmue 3 or the 11 LP set, um, even though that's ready, you know, in their hands, essentially, you're gonna have to sort of hang on a little bit longer. But yeah, which is a shame, but understandable. They're not gonna spend yeah. four lots of postage or whatever. Are they? If you've had, you know, you went out your way and bought everything. I mean, I think I bought the big box set, the CD box set, the empty boxes for the Bailu and Niawu records because there was different artwork. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, oh, and the the obviously the complete collector's edition as well. So you know if you you're like me and a bit crazy and you've bought everything, <laughs> you're gonna have yeah. to wait the longest. Which <laughs> yeah. it's a shame how it works like that, but that's uh, like I say, it's understandable. So next up, we've got a couple of little bits from the dojo itself. So Matt, you've been doing a couple of little unboxings. Obviously, this isn't a new thing, but you've been adding a few more videos to this ongoing sort of series that you're doing. Yeah, it, I, I really enjoy doing it, quite honestly, and they're quite nice to put together in terms of time constraints and everything else. But I won't go into those boring details from behind the scenes, but I've managed quite quite recently to... I did the unboxing of the Wayo um, Records Music Box, which... You can still get over on Sega Shop. I think just for games in France, I've got a few to sell, and Wayo still got a few to sell as well. That's an interesting point. I don't think we ever mentioned that, but they are now available on Sega Shop UK, Sega Shop they EU. Are. So if you were sort of debating whether to import them from Europe, you know, well France or wherever they come from, you don't even have to. Nope. You can just hop on Sega Shop and uh, pick one up there, which is bloody brilliant along with your cologne yeah oh yeah and that was the other one i ended up unboxing and and the cd set the six cd set as well the uh the cologne was an interesting one it definitely does not smell like tobacco and gold <laughs> but actually i know i've smelt mine as well now and i i, I ended my little unboxing with uh, saying that it smelled like a little bit like polish polish <laughs> Which i don't know is a good thing or not but uh, it, it went from like hugo boss and then I was sniffing like this for a little bit, and I was like, hmm, no, it kind of smells like uh, bath water. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up with polish, but uh, it certainly smells better than you'd think. Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised on, on video, actually. I think my surprise come over quite a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. But there we go. Yeah, the unboxings are running. Um, I've, I will do legacy items to sort of fill gaps here and there, but I'm, I will be doing the 11 LP set when that turns up and I will be doing the, the Shenmue 3 collectors from limited run games. And I can't wait to, to kick those into gear. Smashing stuff, man. And just a quick little one on the current status of Shenmue World issue two. If you've been waiting, I have been working on it. I'm sure I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but yeah, we're coming to the very tail end now. I'm hoping 
all been well to be able to announce maybe towards the end of this month, very early February. So depending on when this podcast goes out, could be a week or two away. So yeah, just keep an eye out on, again, Dojo Socials and Shemi World Socials if you've been waiting for this particular day to come, <laughs> sort of thing. I think people, people definitely are. I mean, we keep getting asked in stream all the time about it, don't we? So I think yeah, people are excited. It's nice to see. Yeah, and a few little um, exciting things planned with that that yeah. I hope everyone else will be um, excited with once it's all revealed. Yeah. Ah, oh, look at the time. 